My name is Antoinette Vermilia. I am the co-founder of the Gallifrey Foundation, rooted in venture philanthropy for the world's ocean and marine resources. What is your work and how does it relate to climate change? Given that the ocean provides every second breath we take, I kind of feel that this is a pretty important one for climate change. And yet, when the world is talking about climate change solutions, I always feel that the ocean is the forgotten shoe. It is amazing. The ocean gave us life and still teams with life that provides us with food, medical resources, scientific discovery, and even poetry. And yet we are abusing it in unimaginable ways. We tear up mangroves for firewood or shrimp farming while ignoring their immense value for carbon sequestration and ocean protection. We use cruel and unsustainable fishing practices like bottom trawling that raise underwater forests to nothing to catch just a few fish, destroying future habitat and species, and we net anything that happens to be within any kilometers of the sea. We are overfishing to the weight of a billion people a year, and this is all legal, without any regard of the big empty that we're leaving behind. The current laws that govern our ocean are no longer fit for purpose, given the massive increase in technologically, murderously efficient fishing power 24-7. Fishes have nowhere to live, hide, or even breed. Our industrial activities have warmed the ocean, increasing heat and acidity, even causing mussels and shellfish to actually fizz. Runoffs from our massive agricultural activities have led to waters the size of Mexico without oxygen, forcing fish up, down, left or right, but they are now refugees from their original homes. As plastic pollution slowly degrades in seawater, it releases toxins that kill the very phytoplankton that provide over 50% of our oxygen. So why is COP26 important to my work? What happens at COP doesn't stay at COP. It will work its way down to all the tippy tentacles of environmental work, including the ocean. This is the last, but definitely not least, in importance to the planet and to climate change. If agreements do not reflect a more holistic management of the ocean resources, we will find ourselves condemned to repeat what we are already doing by the same people who have been doing it. We are literally racing to the bottom to the wrong zero. We must stop ocean warming, ocean acidification, and deoxygenation immediately. This is the biggest juggernaut to turn around, as it is slow and inexorable. The sea level tipping point has already been surpassed, although we could have done something. Let's do something for the rest of our marine resources now. If women's voices were equally represented at COP26, what difference would it make? It's clear that the current mindset is not working. There aren't plenty of fish in the sea. That is becoming clear. By including women's voices in all their diversity, we add a new and vital dimension to the current ways of thinking about the ocean. Women bring the oft-berated attributes of empathy, compassion, and kindness to the table. Don't just treat women as victims of the world. Let them be architects of a better one. 
Today we are sailing through choppy waters with one arm tied behind our back and an eye patch as long as we are excluding women from the table. We must expand our perspectives to find solutions that work with nature as opposed to exploiting it only for the benefit of a small part of humankind and to the detriment of the rest of everyone else and the planet. We need something that focuses on nature-based solutions and precautionary principles that consider the ecosystem as a whole, and that is essential if this planet is to survive. Sylvia Earle, ocean explorer, and her deepness said it so perfectly when she said that with no blue, there is no green.